Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Deceptic Clowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, the Transformers television. A podcast where we're going through all of the Transformers history on TV, but not in chronological order. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm the other host, Nero. Everyone loves the new Autobot, Sideways. He's cool. He's a ninja. He turns into a motorcycle. Hold on, I'm receiving a note. We regret to inform you that Sideways (laughs) is an agent of the devil. Uh, Oh, I have more news. Everyone (laughs) hates new Decepticon, Devastor. Wait, I'm also receiving a note. <laughs> it turns out that Devastor has been an angel this entire time. That's right. This week we watched Armada episodes, uh, I forgot which ones, 15 and 16? 16 and 17. 16 and 17. Which where... contain two of the quickest uh, heel, uh, heel face and face heel turns in uh, storytelling history. They really waste no time here. Yeah, so Sideways joined up last week, and of course, you know, oh wow, what a suspicious guy. His name is Sideways slash Doubleface. Yeah, Doubleface. A name you can well, trust. Yeah, a name you can trust. And well, you know, it took like less than an, a whole episode for him to uh, betray the Autobots. Yeah. So. You know, he's efficient, I'll give him that. Yeah, we uh, we gotta get through this shit, you know? Yeah, we have, we so, have plot to get to apparently now. So we do. The plot is getting started. We're finding more of these like yellow, yellow, little yellow bastards in in fucking cliffs and shit. Got to get that sky boom shield. The who? So, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Scavenger knows about it, but he's not going to tell anybody. Um, so we start off here, episode sixteen, which in the dub is credulous. Weird name. Uh, in the sub, it's arrogant pride. Yeah, I don't. Credulous is like gullibility, right? Like it's. It's yeah, like credulous is like Naruto voice. Believe it. Yeah, taking everything at face value, which I guess sort of fits for sideways. Sideways is big trick. Um, (laughs) So we start out. You've been bamboozled. It's sideways (laughs) trick. (laughs) <laughs> Are you experiencing botherations, hotshot? You've been japed! So we start out the episode in a familiar place in Meteorez with the Decepticons getting the shit kicked out of them by hotshot. Yeah! It keeps happening. They are... Okay, so like... Yes, obviously Hot Rod is like very powerful because he has a star saber, but in general, throughout the scene, the Decepticons are sucking incredible shit. They are... Just arguing all the time. They cannot get their shit together. So, no. like, even if they didn't have a, a super-powered, like, little guy with a giant sword bearing down on them, they wouldn't be doing very well. Now, admittedly, some of this is because of Double Face's trick. Yes. So, like, notably, like, Hot Rod is obviously kicking pretty serious ass. But as he does that... Like, Doubleface is also like, 
Uh, so first of all, Doubleface is like notably the smallest of the main cast. Like he's very small. He's he's he's, he's baby. He's no, a, he's not he baby boy baby and also evil. Yeah, uh, <laughs> those are his two modes. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what you call the naked head mode, though. We see that very briefly. We see his like uncovered head for about two seconds. His yeah, his uh, his uncut head. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Um. We should be. <laughs> I already changed my mind. I regret nothing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. But, so sideways, uh, Doubleface, who is, like, notably the smallest of the non-Micron Transformers, by a, a fairly significant amount, the second smallest person is probably Ratchet. I think Hotshot is smaller. It's, it's either it's either Ratchet or Hot Rod, and like there are shots where Doubleface literally looks like a Micron against <laughs> against them. He's he's such a small guy, and he like transforms and starts chasing down all the Decepticons, and they just like run away with it. Like, oh no, it's it's Doubleface. Oh no, it's a fucking motorcycle. Yeah, so yeah. they get fucking boxed in. By uh, sideways and hotshot here. Well, one of them doesn't, because <laughs> Starscream, true. Starscream looks at all of this and goes, "Actually, fuck this," and <laughs> transforms and just flies away, fully like, oh, flies yeah, away. I can fly. Cyclonus, <laughs> pointedly, not smart enough to do this, or not disloyal enough to do this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Starscream flies away, leaving. <laughs> Cyclotus, Megatron, and Demolisher box in here. Scavenger also staying out of this nonsense. I don't know where he is. I think he's back on the base at this point. Oh, he's he's on a cliff, like, watching, watching. this. Yeah. He likes to watch. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, okay. We both had our moments here already. We're yeah. what? We're, we're five minutes into this episode? Yeah, so... <laughs> so, like, Hotshot... Tells Sideways to get the Minicon while he he bats around the Decepticons here for a little bit. Um, we we kind of see everyone watching back at base uh, hey, because this is exciting. The kids are at home for once. Yeah, they are. They have officially. This is the point I believe where they officially just leave the kids back at base. Thank um, God, honestly. They watch the battles through Laserbeak and Red Alert stays there to make sure nothing bad happens to them there. Um, sometimes. Other times, like, uh, someone else stays behind, I think. Because, like, so, so, um, I believe the, the others, like, Optimus and Smokescreen are there, but they're kind of far away. Like, Hotshot and yeah. Sideways so, uh, really, really, like, were, were hungry for battle, so they just tore right in there. Yeah, so Optimus and Grab, Optimus literally looks at Double Face just chasing... The entire Decepticon army down is like, yeah, that seems normal. Like, I trust that. I trust that. Uh, they can handle it. Let's let's go get this fucking Micron. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, we, we cut back to the base. Everyone's cheering Hotshot on. Red Alert muses, you know, as long as he doesn't place overconfident in that sword, Hotshot should be just fine. Oh. I'm sure that won't come up again. And hey, um, we get a new thing from Hot Rod. 
Yeah, he can skate now. He what? Has what? What? Why? Why have you never used this before? Yeah, so he like stances up, uses these saw blades on his feet to like shoot forward and like fight the Decepticons because I believe Sideways is uh entangled with Megatron, let's say. You know, mm. there's a lot of shots of Megatron and Sideways in this episode that look sus as fuck. Can you just put two trucks having sex in here again? Yeah. <laughs> can, you just, can you just pop that right in here again? I will indeed. The bit later on the moon where he is holding sideways quote-unquote hostage. Yeah, just like any time. Just like if we could just put a quick it's, two trucks in there. Yeah. But we, we have a little bit to get that right now. They're just sort of wrestling on the ground. Trying, like, they're just. I love it when the, the, the fight for the minicons just devolves into, like, rolling around in the dirt, like, trying to grab it from each other. Yeah, so, so, uh, somehow, so, even though. <laughs> this is how stupid everyone is. So, even though Optimus and Ratchet. Uh, sorry, Optimus and Grap went off to find the Micron, which was in, like, a totally different area. Eventually, Doubleface is like, I have the Micron! And Megatron, like, tackles him to the ground. He's like, no, I'm gonna have the Micron. And he, like... Mine! Presses on... He does, like, the thing where he, like, presses on Doubleface's wrist until he, like, releases it, I guess. He yeah. just sort of, like, opens his hand and it drops into Megatron's uh, hand. Totally not suspiciously. Don't worry about it. Um, we see, yeah, that, I should describe a little bit the fucking shot, because we've described that Sideways is very small. So the shot of <laughs> Megatron on top of it looks really funny. You can just see Sideways' feet barely poking out from underneath Megatron. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, also, one other thing that keeps coming up in this episode in particular is Cyclonus can shoot missiles now. Again, He's, why have you never done this before? Like, usually those, the, the, the missiles that are actually on his arms just shoot lasers, but now they, one of them has like, a, he has like holes in them that they can fire missiles out of now, suddenly. I guess. Um, but yeah, so, so Megatron's like, all right, we have the Micron, time to retreat. Uh, and they start phasing away, and uh, Doubleface is like, no, I won't let you, and like clings to Megatron's leg, and Hot Rod's like, no, my best friend, my, <laughs> my best friend Doubleface, who I love like a brother, I won't yeah, let he you. Go he alone. got real close to sideways in the span of like one episode. What the hell happened? Yeah, and so so <laughs> Double Face hangs on to Megatron, and Hot Rod hangs on to Double Face, and they both phase out, warp out with Megatron. And there's a cut over to uh, Devastor looking over this, and all I could think was, "LOL," said the Scorpion, "LMAO." Yep. Yep. Yeah, he, he he just says, well, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, we get a flashback. I don't know why we... So we get a flashback of Sideways and Hotshot talking, which has never... It is not a conversation we ever saw on screen. This no. is just, I guess they were just talking. Yeah. But Sideways is just like, hey, it'd be pretty sweet if we just, like, 
invaded the Decepticon moon base and killed the fuck out of all of them, right? And Hotshot's like, yeah, it does sound pretty <laughs> sweet. Damn. Why didn't I think of that? That sounds rad as hell. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they're on the moon. <laughs> and Optimus and Smokeshoot just arrive and go, oh, shit, where'd they go? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They so, got warped away. To me, this is where, like, the episode gets really weird. And again, I know oh, that yeah. this is all part of, as we get to Double Face's trick, but... Like, Megatron sees the two of them there, and he and they're like, let's destroy the base, right in front of Megatron. And Megatron's yeah. just, like, sort of frowning at them. <laughs> I mean, he's got the star saber, what are you gonna do? Um, so yeah, they get to the base, they warp into the warp room, uh, the rest of the Decepticons show up, and they're just like, oh, fuck, why are there Autobots well, here? Well, what the hell first, happened? First of all, like, uh, Megatron is trying to, um, awaken the Micron. That he's yeah. just grabbed from uh, Double Face's limp wrist. Mm-hmm. And Hot Rod's like, oh no, he has the Micron. And, uh, and Double Face is like, oh, don't worry, he's about to experience botherations. Yeah, it was a fake. It was the old fake mini contract. He just crushes it in his hand and is like, I am not pleased right now. You've been duped. You've been japed. Um, so. We cut back down to oh, just one other, Autobase. just one other note, real quick, actually, before we do that, which is so yeah, Megatron is is like frowning at the two of them, and as this like sort of Mexican standoff is going off, uh, Sandstorm and uh, Ironhide warp back into the base, and there's this great shot of <laughs> again the world's smallest man, Double Face, standing with his arms extended between the new Decepticons who've just come in and Megatron and Hot Rod in the middle, basically in doing the John Mulaney. Okay, all right, okay, all right, okay, all right, bit. I'm just a little guy. You wouldn't hit a motorcycle on his birthday. Right. I'm, I'm a little birthday, birthday boy. boy. That is basically Sideways' entire MO, kind of. I'm a little Unicron birthday boy! So, we cut back down to Autobase, and they're like, okay, we should probably uh, figure out where the Decepticon base is, because we should uh, <laughs> rescue Hotshot. And then, but the, the kids are like, no, it's, like, he's got the Star Saber, he's probably, like, halfway through their ranks by now, he's chopping them all up. And then when he immediately cut back to the moon base... Where Sideways and Hotshot are pinned down in a corridor. Yeah, again, uh, once again, questioning why people aren't using their abilities beforehand. Because they are pinned down in a corridor, and every time they poke their head around, uh, Sandstorm just, like, barrages, or no, Ironhide just barrages the corridor with heavy artillery. Yeah, and then, yeah, they so they... So we, we inter- get introduced to the scene by Scavenger warping back into base and going, <laughs> it's the fucking community gif of, uh, of, <laughs> of Donald Glover coming into the room with all except, the, the, the fucking... Except with a lot less horror and a lot more humor. <laughs> yeah, just sort of a wry smile as he says, oh, they've been having a party in here, I see. Which is when we cut to Sideways and Hotshot pinned down there. Yeah, so every time they, like, poke their heads out... Demolisher floods the corridor with lasers. I think it's all of them, but it demolish most of them are coming from yeah, Demolisher. Yeah, it, it's and it's like if you had if you had artillery that was this powerful that it could pin down the guy with the star saber. Like, why have you why have you not been using this shit? Um, I mean, to be fair, they have not been fighting in areas with like 
long, narrow corridors of late. They've mostly been fighting in huge open fields where it's probably really hard. Because we also saw back in the desert episode, Demolisher like dug in and was a mobile artillery platform, which worked pretty well. But like he hasn't really been able to do that shit lately because of the, the, the types of areas they've been in. Like, how is he supposed to do anything in the ocean? Yeah, so despite having clear upper hand here, Decepticons retreat onto the moon. Um, and Hot Rod and Double Face pursue after them. There's a great moment where immediately... So first of all, immediately after exiting the um, the base, they're like, holy shit, it's the moon. Um, and then... Hot Rod's like, okay, we don't have time to think about all that. We gotta follow them. And there's a track of all their footprints, and they're just the funniest footprints I've ever seen. Just like a bunch of weird fucking shapes. It's like Tetris blocks. Yeah, like, how, like, imagine a fucking astronaut getting there and looking at these footprints and going, what the hell is this? Yeah, there's just like, cause like, we got, we got Demolisher's like tiny little fucking tread feet. We got we got like Megatron's weird block heels and whatnot. Like it's all just a we bunch got of weird more shit. toes than I want to talk about. <laughs> so they are, uh, yeah. I, I believe. Oh, um, right before they leave, also Cyclone shoots another pair of missiles down the corridor to like give them time to run. Right, and he, I believe he says, "Eat this virus breath." Okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird computer based one liners in this episode. Whenever Hotshot and Megatron fight, that seems to come up. Yeah, well, um, you know they're robots, so sure. So we cut out to the moon. Uh, the Decepticons are hiding. You know they're 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 regrouping here, and Megatron is just thinking like, you know, it'd be real nice if we could just like get that Star Saber though. Wouldn't like, be it just, be nice? Yeah. It'd be just real swell. And then Starscream person say, did someone say Star Saber? I heard Star Saber. Did someone say, hey, Megatron, did you say Star Saber? I want the Star Saber. Yeah, so literally, uh, yeah, like, Megatron's like, yeah, whoever gets the Star Saber gets the Star Saber. And Starscream's like, uh... Word? Uh, yeah, like, worm? Uh, like, if I get the sword, I get to keep the sword? And Megatron, like, through Grit Cheetah, like... If you are able to get the sword, it proves that you are worthy to weird it. And Starscream's like, and you won't welch. And Megatron's like, and I won't welch. Yeah. <laughs> and Starscream's so like, fuck yes, I'm in it to win it now. He just flies off. Um, so- oh, did we talk about the fact that they're in like a training simulation and seeing? Oh all? yeah. So yeah. So what happened? What what they've done? What the Decepticons have done? We've seen is- this before. Yeah, this is, this is a, we've seen them in their little training field. They've used the, like, hard light holograms uh, that they've been using to, like, do training simulations to create an infinite army of, like, hollow matter Autobot doubles uh, to, like, keep uh, Hotshot and Sideways distracted. Yeah, there's there's actually a great line as, like, an army of optimists goes towards, like, walks towards them, and they dive into a trench where uh, Double Face looks up and goes, whoa, check that out! The commander's, like, it's a wave of commanders coming at us! Yep. Yeah, and, like, even though they're all holograms, the lasers do hurt. Yeah. Um, No, they're not lethal, but they're definitely not pleasant. So, yeah, this is what Hotshot and and Sidewis have been dealing with while the Decepticons figure out how to get the Star Saber. 
Um, Hot Rod, Hot Rod realizes that it's like, all right, these are hard like holograms. This is a training program. If we can shut down the training program, we shut down the holograms. So I will go act as bait and you double face, like take care of that. And they're like, okay, break. And they break. And there's this great shot of uh, Megatron standing on top of a cliff and sideways transforms into uh, a motorcycle and starts powering up the cliff. And, like, Megatron just looks out at him with an expression that sort of says, what do you, like, what do you even think you're going to do? (laughs) It turns out what he does is ram right into him and send him flying backwards. Yeah, but then... As the dust settles around them, Sideways transforms and swaps his head out for another one. Well, no, there's uh, there's there's several things that happen before his his heel face turn. Well, no, we see a glimpse of it first. We see like in the dust, we see him swap oh, heads yeah. without without explanation, um, and then we cut away from that, not knowing what happened between him and Megatron. So yeah, we cut down uh, Starscream and Hotshot are having yet another anime sword duel. One weird thing, I think they, I think the dubbers might have gotten the chronology confused because Starscream keeps talking about having the Star Saber again. I don't think he ever had the Star Saber. Mm, the only one who wielded no. it before Hotshot very briefly was Megatron. He he held it for about right. three seconds and then. Got right. it knocked out of his hand. Right. Yeah, but he keeps talking about like well, he want, he like wants it back, but it's like he never actually had it. He just always really wanted it. He has deluded himself into thinking he always had it. So unfortunately, though, of course, Starscream gets his ass beat. I mean, again, he gives like a pretty good effort against the strongest weapon in the known universe. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he, he just has a normal ass wing sword. He yeah. healed his own. And then the star saber does some bullshit and he loses. Yeah. I mean, he does, he does a, a, a pretty commendable job, all things considered, but he does lose. Yeah. Uh, but hot rod doesn't really have the chance to revel in his victory because his best friend whom he loves like a brother is being held My hostage. Partner. Is being held hostage by Megatron, and he's All so right, small. Now. He's so small, and Megatron's big meaty claws. Yeah, he's got his like hand over Sideways's chest. He's holding like, him. He's, like, he's holding him like I hold my cat. <laughs> just holding him, just propping him, like trying to get whatever he has in his mouth. Like give, give, give me that. You, what do you have? Give me that. I You're not mean, supposed to have that. The size, the size difference is very eyes emoji, I will say, but like <laughs> he sideways is like comes up to Megatron's like hip. It's insane. I still think that's a bit big for a motorcycle and a tank. Like they, the size difference should be even greater. To be perfectly they've, honest, <laughs> they've mass displacement. It's fine. That's true. Boy, we'll talk about some of that fucking mass displacement in the next episode. There's there's some shit there that made me real <laughs> with regards to scale. Um. But yeah, so Megatron basically says, all right, listen, you give me the Star Saber or I kill your beloved partner who you love like a brother, your best friend in the whole world. That's my best friend, Colin Robinson. (laughs) And yeah, so uh, Hotshot, you know, he's he's real conflicted about it. He he plunges the sword into the ground and backs away. I actually want to talk about this moment because like the... I thought the animation was, like, really interesting and, like, shockingly pretty as he um, 
puts the sword, as he, like, plunges the sword into the ground. It has, like, a lot of um, very early 90s anime influence in yeah. it. Uh, it's, it's sort of, I, I think there was probably a different key animator for this part than, than we've seen before, or, but, um, it was, like, stylistically different enough that I, I actually took note of it. It looks really good. Like, the moment of him doing this, there's a ton of emotion in his face. You really get, like, that early 90s, like, glossy-eyed emotion, glossy-eyed sadness. Um, yeah. From, from anime in this moment, and you get, like, the sort of, like, jerky moves of defeat, and, like, the, the, the defeat is, like, palpable in a way that feels, like, very early 90s to me. It feels, like, very Escaflown. Uh, yeah, it, it, I was also thinking about Escaflown a little bit. Yeah. Like, there are bits of this show that, it, like, do stand, like, do, uh, cuts and scenes that definitely sort of stand out above the rest, which is just sort of, like middling messy because you know they were they were on a shoestring budget of both money and time are you selling but, uh, toys son yeah <laughs> so yeah he sees he stabs a star saber into the ground backs away and uh megatron returns sideways oh. And, and oh one note is that as he does this uh double face is like no don't do it you'll regret it yeah like you'll regret it hot shot um and then yeah he he gets returned and then he's like why'd you do that but it turns out why he did that is because he had a fucking plan because he commands the air the uh the uh the air defense team to split apart and return to him right as megatron is about to grab it pretty good trick unfortunately he's standing next to a turncoat <laughs> yeah unfortunately someone has a better trick <laughs> this is where it's, it's revealed double, it's double faces trick uh, he just fucking punches him, <laughs> yeah. knocks his sword out of his hand. And as he does it, so, yeah, as he does it, he looks at him and says, I told you you'd regret it. Yep. And, and this and, is where we get the reveal. Yeah, Hot Rod's like, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Say <laughs> so he swaps, we finally see the head swap and the insignia change. I His Decepticon head looks way cooler then his Autobot head, honestly, like, he sort of almost has a cow skull look going yeah, on bad boys are with cool. his Decepticon head. Yeah. With his Autobot head, I couldn't help but think of those, like, ears as, like, pigtails almost. <laughs> I kept getting distracted, like, what the hell is going on up there? I will say, like, this is the fastest betrayal in fiction history. Top ten oh, anime, yeah. be- anime deaths, for sure. Sideways wasted no time. And this and th- and this begins Hotshot's just horrible bad day. So Starscream, first of all, <laughs> well, Starscream picks up the Star Saber and says, "Oh, it's mine now. I picked it up. I get to keep it." Oh well, oh um, uh, yeah, he picks it up, and Megatron's like, "Okay, give it to me." And Starscream's <laughs> like, "What?" <laughs> and Megatron's like, well, you know, give, and before he can finish the sentence, Devastor, who's again been watching this from a cliff, is like, hey, uh, what's going back on this, uh, what's going on in this neck of the woods, Megatron? And he has his finger, like, poised over the send button on an email to the New York Times that's going to expose Megatron for lying in front of uh-huh. all of, all of his subordinates. And Megatron's like, I was just congratulating Starscream on having the Star Saber. Also, there's a shot of Starscream, like, 
disengaging the the sword part of the star saber and just sort of i think he's trying to split the minicons apart oh. he's like pulling on jetstar like he's trying to get him to, to separate that, is that how it was translated it's the opposite no. so it's the opposite in the original version so what happens is hot rod when starscream gets it hot rod tries to do the same trick again of getting the microns to uh break apart and return to him and uh to stop this uh, Starscream squeezes them together. Just squeezes. So he's not trying. He's together. not trying to take them apart. He's squeezing them together to prevent them from unlocking. Um, this whole segment of, of fighting over the Star Sabers kind of messily translated. There was a bunch of like unclear uh, dialogue based on like you're not going to let him do that or whatever, and it was really unclear whether Scavenger was talking about Starscream or Hotshot or Sideways. Like it was, it was kind of a mess. But I, I did get, I was struck by the sight of of Starscream just sort of grabbing a bunch of planes. Yeah, that does that makes no sense whatsoever. It, it makes a lot more sense in the sub, where like you yeah. see it like disengage, and he's like, nope, and like squeezes them together. Yeah. Like you're not go, like, going anywhere. <laughs> like he didn't say it. I don't think he said. I don't. I don't think. It, I'm trying to remember if it was even remarked upon. It might have been briefly remarked upon. That he was, uh, they was trying to keep them from splitting. But there was a, this, there was a very, a very chaotic moment here. Anyway, yeah. Hotshot starts getting curb stomped. Yeah, we see what is pretty explicit torture in the sub, yeah. at least. Uh, basically, Megatron's like, yeah, uh, you can do what you want with our little mascot here. And it's like, um, hello? Yeah, no, he's just like, hey, yeah, do whatever you want. And so <laughs> a demolisher and Cyclone just start kicking the shit out of him. Um, and Megatron, you know, turns to Starscream's like, hey, man, uh, if you want to keep that sword, why don't you go uh, kill Hotshot for me? Then I'll let you keep it. Go, Just go execute him real quick. Um, and he goes to do it, and Scavenger says, hold up. Wait. I don't know if we should do that. That seems bad. That seems like a bad idea. And everyone's um, like, why it, is that a bad idea? And he's like, don't worry about it. And sends Hot Rod back it. to Earth. <laughs> yeah. But he is like, beat the fuck up. He is just face down in the dirt. Fucking not moving. Yeah. he In his feelings. He stumbles into the Autobot base. And it's like a really sobering moment for everyone there who's been trying to find him. Oh, and like the other thing was like, they've been trying to find him this entire time, but he can't find him find the base because it's not on earth and they were only looking on earth. So he stumbles into the Autobot base and everyone is just like, the kids are like, uh, 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 Oh (laughs) yeah. It's, it's just like, it's a really heavy moment. Yeah. He just stumbles and falls over and tells them all what happened about sideways betraying them shockingly. And suddenly, um, I thought Double Face was perfectly trustworthy. Yeah, I mean, what's not to trust? <laughs> my best friend, Double Face, who I've known my whole life. <laughs> back back on the moon base, speaking of Double Face, uh, the episode ends with uh, Megatron basically being like, whatever, Starscream has it for now, but the Star Saber will be in my hands once again. Like, this I promised to myself. And there's no one else in the throne room except for Doubleface, who's in, like, not really the shadows, but, like, a little bit in the shadows. And his eyes just crinkle up into little evil cat eyes, and I love that for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, sideways. You know, I, 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 if you'd asked me when we started this, I would have said Starscream is probably my favorite Armada character, and he's still up there. But definitely, sideways is quickly becoming my favorite. He's just such a little shit. He's a bastard. Like, man. um, but yeah, and and Starscream is just flying around the moon, you know, enjoying having the star saber and yelling about how fucking strong he is. Yeah. He's having a good time. You know, Mega, you know what's double- Megatron. <laughs> I was just like, Megatron just shoots the ceiling with with the uh, leader oh, one. So, yeah, so there's, specifically there's, um, he has, like, video screens and and cameras presumably set around the base, and, like, one of them is showing Starscream, and he just, like, shoots the screen in front of him. He's like, <laughs> fuck this guy. Yeah. Um, you know who so, Doubleface looks like? Who does he look like? Knife Cat. He does... That is him. That is him. He's, that's just him. He is Knife Cat. Um, and that's our first episode, folks. So, who wants to talk about some gaslighting? <laughs> <laughs> episode <laughs> 17 is called, in the dub, Conspiracy. Uh, in the sub, it's close. It's Conspiracy Tactic. Yeah. Once again, just chopping off extra words to keep their, their one-word pattern going here. Um... Yeah, so we open up, you know, you, you know, usually we, we've gotten used to opening up with the aftermath of a battle and, and one side has gotten their shit kicked in by the other. Uh, except this time it's the Autobots. Yeah, so they the Decepticons have quickly amassed a pretty significant number of Microns. And <laughs> Sandstorm's like, damn, this shit easy now. I wonder what changed. <laughs> He's very stupid. Um, so the Autobots are like, they're so beat up that Red Alert can't actually medic all of them. And so the Minicons are actually the ones fixing them up. Like, they've, they're, they've been getting their shit rocked. Not only, not only like, they have the Star Saber, they are also extremely outnumbered. It's like, it's like six to four now. Um, and you know, they're losing every time. And so we cut back to base. Starscream is feeling himself, you know, he's, he's just, uh, he, well, yeah, Cyclonus asks, you know, wonder why, how it got so easy, and Starscream's like, yeah, I wonder why, I wonder what cool, handsome dude recently got the best sword in the world. Yeah, I mean. Everyone just rolls their eyes. And, and Ironhide is like, are you saying that we couldn't win before because of some fault of Megatrons? And Starscream's like, literally, no, I was just talking about how cool the Star Saber is. Like, just. <laughs> unfair like this is just unfair. That, like this is just unfair it's nasty but now, <laughs> but now that you mentioned a demolisher you suck shit i think you're the one who's been holding his back actually yeah it's like it's like i mean i wasn't but if you want to go i'll go and and ironhide like he's like yeah let's go and because starscream just like points the star saber like right under his chin and he's like actually i changed my mind yeah um so scavenger sees this you know, go on. Megatron comes in to break it up. Um, also, I, I do like because. All right, so what I really love about the group dynamics here is that obviously they've been picking on Starscream this entire time, right? They they they've been using him as the punching bag. He's got the Star Saber now. He can't do that. But Cyclonus is more than eager to just also dunk on Demolisher now. Like he doesn't care. I mean, he's been dunking on Ironhide as well this entire time. This is not yeah. like but, new uh, to Cyclonus. What I love, though, is... So Megatron comes up, tells him to knock it off, but then he turns to the Demolisher and says, 
They are right, though. You do kind of suck. Oh, my like, God. Your your performance has been lacking recently. Um, so there are, like, slightly different reactions from everyone. So Starstream's like, anyway, meet me in the pit if you want to go, and, like, walks away first. And then Sandstorm's like, haha, loser, and also walks away. And <laughs> Ironhide looks over. <laughs> Ironhide looks over at Doubleface, who has the funniest line, in my opinion, here, where he just goes, I'm neutral. Yeah, he he has the same thing here. Where, yeah, yeah. He, so he he um he's left with Scavenger and, and Sideways here. He he at first tries to go up to Scavenger to try to get some advice on how to beat Starscream, and Scavenger's like, I I don't know, man. Like, I'm not gonna tell you. I got other things to do. Uh, and then he turns to Sideways. Yeah, he says, "Sorry, I don't pick sides." I think. Thanks. Yeah, I think the line "I'm neutral" is funnier to me because he's fucking Switzerland, and also, but like, regardless, regardless of whatever version of it, it is also hilarious foreshadowing. Oh yeah. Um, also, uh, Scavenger sees Starscream's behavior, and one, he calls him an arrogant cretin, which is an incredible just burn on him uh but also he he predicts that this the the star screen will be the downfall of the decepticons well um it should happen in one continuity shouldn't it uh-huh so we uh we cut down to auto base and we see hotshot he's in his feelings he's brooding out in the sunset you know how it is uh, he's he's fucking fucking he's thinking about sideways and the star saber and how much it sucks that he uh, got his ass kicked and that his best friend who he loved like a brother betrayed him <laughs> suddenly it's, and inevitably exactly luckily the kids are here to cheer him up by making uh, funny faces yeah so apparently hot rod has a several million year old sentient life form has the same sense of humor as an infant because, that makes sense. Because what they do here is literally what you do to, like, make a crying infant <laughs> stop crying. They're like, <laughs> they, like, make funny faces at it, at him. Hot Rod is, Hotshot is sort of a very violent baby when you think about it. Like. <laughs> baby boy, baby, evil. Yeah. Baby boy, baby, sideways, evil. <laughs> um, so. Like, yeah, he he is immediately cheered up by this display somehow. Um, and, uh, you know, so another Minicon is, is here, though. It's time to go back into the field. This time, the battlefield is a huge fog-covered forest where they cannot see shit. Welcome to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, they're in fucking Twin Peaks. Um... So, the Decepticons have also warped in, of course, and immediately Demolisher and Starscream start arguing, but uh, Megatron tells them to knock it off. Yeah, so, <laughs> Ironhide, it, like, raises his stupid bullet hands, gun hands, yeah, he, at- he, like, he folds his arms over his shoulders to make the stupid, like, gun yeah. platform. so, at Starscream, and Starscream just looks at him and goes- what you doing those with, with those guns, Ironhide? Gonna kill me? Better make it count. Better do it in one shot. Oh, are you approaching me? Yeah, he's like, go for it, dude. And activates the Star Saber. And Megatron's like, fucking stop it. <laughs> like, go find the goddamn Minicon. So everyone disperses. But then he looks down at the forest floor and Leader One is hanging out down there and he tells him, all right. Time to proceed with the plan. This is so convoluted. Hmm. 
It's hilarious, though. It's perfectly Armada Megatron and how fucking stupid and pointlessly cruel it is. So, yeah, they, um... Well, Megadar, Starscream's walking in the forest, taking a stroll with Star Saber, and he's talking to himself, and we're, we're getting a little bit of the old, the old Starscream here. Cause he's talking to himself and musing like, you know, maybe it's time for a change in leadership. I bet things would be running even smoother if I was in charge and Megatron wasn't. Megatron has fallen. Yeah, he's starting to think about it. He's, he's getting, his head's getting too big. Um, this see Armada Megatron is actually smarter than G1 Megatron because he know he knows exactly what's going to happen with this fucking situation. So he immediately tries to tries to solve that right away in a very stupid and convoluted way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is we see the beginnings of now when <laughs> Leader One fires at Starscream uh, from from the cover of the fog, causing him to panic, assume it's the Autobots attacking, and to just sort of fly blindly towards the general direction of the of the lasers while screaming about an Autobot attack. Meanwhile, Hot Rod, who is still in his feelings, um, Double Face just, like, comes right in front of him and he's like, hey, lover, miss me? And Hot Rod's like, no! And they start chasing, and verbatim a line that uh, Hot Rod has here is, I hate you, Double Face! (laughs) Which is just, like, so funny. I hate you! Damn you! Um... So, yeah, they, they chase each other around the forest for a bit, but uh, Sideways is just too fast. Um, too fast and too agile. So then we, yeah, so we, we kind of get back to, so everyone regroups. So, so Starscream's battle cry has alerted the Autobots that something is going on, but it also drew all of the Decepticons together, who are all just like, the fuck are you doing, Starscream? There's no Autobots around here. And Megatron just very gently is like, Starscream, where did you see the Autobots? Are you sure it was them? Are you feeling all right? Yeah. It's insane. Uh, and also, it's insane that his plan works extremely well. It really does. Uh, we cut back to uh, Hot Rod, who is continuing to try to you know, confront Double Face, and instead he runs right into Devastor. Literally. He runs yeah. right into his leg. And... Oh, we should say that the, uh, the, the, when, when Starscream is just sort of running wildly into the forest, screaming at an Autobot attack, he nearly slashes Scavenger. He was like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, right, exactly. And, and, uh, yeah, he's like, it's me! And, and Starscream's like, uh, sorry, my bad. It's the, you know, it's the fog. Um... But he was, spoiler alert, he was right, though. Um... So, yeah, but the, the, the Decepticons are doing this split, uh, you know, the divide right. and conquer thing so again. Hot Rod, so Hot Rod runs, like, right into Devastor. And De- and he's like, all right, he transforms and he, he's like, not the person I was looking for, but I'll engage with you anyway. And he just, like, shoots. And Devastor is, like, he's doing a shit job. Because Devastor is just, like, kind of, like, leaning back and forth. He's not, even, he's not even trying to fight him. Yeah, like, he, he's just chilling. He's not even strafing. He's just, like, leaning his head to the side to avoid shots that are going, like, super wide. And, like, Hot Rod's like, why can't I beat you? And Devastor has, like, 
a very like genuine answer. It's like you rely too much on your teammates. You you've never learned how to fight for yourself on your own. And it's like, all right, ask a genuine question, get a genuine answer. I guess. Like you got to know yourself to like win a fight. Like you you got to you got to trust yourself. You got to know your capabilities. Uh, yeah, he's just like letting hot shots swing at him and shoot at him completely impotently, and then he just walks away. Um, and Hot just like, what the fuck was that? What did that mean at all? Meanwhile, Cyclonus has decided he's very confident today because the target he picked to harass is Optimus Prime. <laughs> now, I, I appreciate having goals and ambition, Cyclonus. This was never going to work out well for you. Come on now. 1-800-COME-ON-NOW. Uh, meanwhile, Red Alert and Smokescreen put uh, Starscream in rope bondage. Um, yeah, Shibari, don't worry about it. Once again, keep, I must mention a Shibari on my on they my podcast. Keep doing this. This is this this becomes Red Alert and Smokescreen's like thing. They're the rope guys. I'm I'm three for three now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably keep coming up if Smokescreen is around. It's his favorite thing to do. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but shockingly. The one Hang on, I got I got one thing. Yeah. When Cyclonus disengages from Optimus, he tells them that he'll smash you later. Great. Thanks. So, shockingly, the person who saved Starscream from his Shibari nightmare is actually Ironhide, who yes. uh shoots through his bonds um and releases him. And Starscream's like, Ironhide, why the fuck did you and Ironhide's like don't get me wrong, I still hate you, but I'm here to protect the Star Saber. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we also see uh, Scavenger watching from a cliffside, as he is wont to do. Right. Um, and he's and he, he, he is musing to himself, and he, and he thinks to himself, maybe it's time to show my true allegiance. But before he can elaborate on that, he looks down at the forest floor and goes... What the fuck? Is that leader one? Yeah. He What's was he like, doing out there? He's like, is that barrel operating on his own? Separate What's he, from Megatron? What's he doing down there? He's like, can they What's- do that? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the answer is yes. So, all right. Yet again, so he pulls, so, so Megatron, so, so leader one had, had pulls the same trick again. Where the fog, you know, everyone has, has kind of faded back into the fog. The battle is, is sort of on cooldown here. Uh, Leader One shoots at Starscream. He instinctively flings himself in the general direction of the fire, uh, which just ha- and, and at the the first shape he sees, uh, which just so happens to be Demolisher, which sort and of then, resolves itself into being Ironhide just at the last moment when it's like yeah. too late for Starscream to like pull back his attack this time. Yeah, so he's about to swing, and then. Megatron leaps in front so of stupid. him. This is so stupid. And takes the blow for I him. I can't stand it. It's so fucking this stupid. This is amazing. So what? He, so Megatron's putting on a show here because like Starscream like goes, "Oh fuck! I didn't mean to do that. Oh shit!" Um, Meanwhile, and Megatron, like, no, no, no. I gotta, I gotta talk about this because Demolisher helps him. He's like, "Oh, sir, are you okay?" And Megatron says, "Oh, Demolisher, as long as you are all right." I'm fine. Yeah, so what I was going to say is, like, meanwhile, Ironhide and, like, cue the BL roses and sparkles as Ironhide (laughs) Ironhide and Megatron look lovingly into each other's eyes. 
as they clutch interlace their fingers and look lovingly into each other's eyes and Megatron says Wait. as long as you're okay my cute subordinate I would take it's any inc- blow it's incredible yeah so basically this entire plan has been trying to stupid. gaslight gatekeep girl boss starstream into looking like an unhinged treacherous maniac so basically making starscream look like most other starscreams yeah basically it's like can you be trusted with the universe's most powerful weapon and and literally like sandstorm's like man i don't trust you with that shit like you could come after me next and (laughs) devastor is like the only one being like well in the fog it's pretty hard to tell who is who yeah, it's like the scavenger's like it's an honest mistake because he's all he is also he is extremely suspicious of yeah, Megatron. Yeah, he's, like, he's really he like he's like on. I don't like Starscream, but I think I hate Megatron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's like listen, you don't have to hand it to Starscream under any circumstances, <laughs> right. but this is but this is fucked up. Yeah, so he but like Sandstorm's like man, well, what if he honest mistakes me next time? And Ironhide, obviously, because he's a bootlicker, uh, uh-huh. is like the only one who can tr- who can be trusted with his power is Lord Megatron. And Megatron is like Starscream. This will just be temporary. But until you are in a place where you can handle the power of the Star Saber without putting your teammates in danger, I think it would be best. You've heard from the others on our team. I think it would be. Be- yeah. Also, like. Double face doesn't care either way. He's like, I'm, no, I'm he, still he, neutral. <laughs> he doesn't say shit. Yeah, he's, he's just, he's just like, damn, this is fun. Yeah, this is really funny. He's having a great time. Um, but yeah, so Megatron's like, you've heard from the others. This would only be temporary, but until you are in a place where you can be trusted with this incredibly dangerous weapon, I think it would be best, as you've heard, if I held on to it for now. And Starscream, it's actually interesting here to see, like, this sort of political side of Starscream a little bit in um, in Armada, because Armada, uh, cause, because Starscream, like, looks through all his teammates and looks at Megatron, who's, like, gently opened his hand to him, and he's like, I, I understand. And he hands the Star Saber over. Yeah, and also, you know, Megatron putting on this affect of, of concerned leader. Right. Like, yeah, the plan is real stupid and convoluted, but also I love seeing Megatron do this shit. This is, like, the cool Armada Megatron stuff to me of, like, yeah, he's not, uh, he's not the, like, despot, uh, the brutal despot of, like, Transformers Prime. He's, he's kind he's of a, a weenie. Bit more kinda, yeah, he's, he's kind of a weenie, but he's really, where he really shines is, like, pitting his own men against each other. Yeah. Um, but he does so, that because he's kind of a weenie. Yeah, and he, with, he, without, with the Star Saber, he's no longer a weenie. Um, yeah. Yeah, he got anchor arms. Just after that, uh, Laserbeak locates the Minicon, and so does Blackout. So, yep, so they both have, uh, they, everyone has location on the Minicon now, so the battle is back on. Now, Optimus goes super mode for the first fucking time since, like, the second episode. Can we talk about how much I hate his transformation sequence really quick? There's one part in his transformation sequence where his normal legs turn into his hands. Yep. 
for super <laughs> mode, which I despise. It's not good to look at. It's bad to look at. It's, it's bad to look at. It makes him look for like two seconds like a gibbon. Uh, and I don't like it. So that's my two cents on that. Yeah, this, he also, you know, he, he can power links with fucking spark plugs so he can actually uh, use his big fuck off gun, which he did not have in episode three. Um, so he's basically going to run interference for Red Alert, who is scaling the cliff to get the minicon. Now, okay, Smokescreen's getting a real raw deal here, because basically his only thing is that he has a winch. And Red Alert is just here stealing his goddamn thunder, saying, no, I have a winch too. Get your own shit. Like, let Smokescreen have his one thing. What's Red gonna have a fucking like siren he shoots pizzas out of his chest we know this That's true. he does have ultimate frisbee he shoots pizzas out of his chest and he's a like a fucking hannibal lecter ass motherfucker we know this about him he makes death traps um so we're all to scaling this this cliff uh everyone else is fighting we uh once again hot shot and sideways are chasing each other the forest and i must I wrote down this exchange of dialogue uh, verbatim because it's fucking incredible. So um, we, we see Hotshot and Sideways square off. And Hotshot's like, all right, I'm going to fucking get you this time. Uh, Sideways responds, ready when you are, turbo nerd. And it continues from there. So they're chasing. Right. They're, they're running through the forest. Uh, and, and Sideways says, like I told you, you should quit while I'm ahead. Uh, and Hotshot responds, not a chance, two-wheeler. Interesting to deploy that like a slur. Um, and then... Yeah, this is like, ground pounder. And then Sideways responds with, go park yourself, Hotshot. Go park mm-hmm. yourself. Make, make, make like a, a tree and park yourself. It's, uh, it's quite interesting. I just love... Sideways saying Turbo Nerd made me pause the episode. It was mm. because, remember, he's got the cool voice. He's got, like, the cool ninja voice. He's like, ready when you are, Turbo Nerd. I'm kind of glad he doesn't have that in the sub. I like it. I think it's funny. He's, he sounds like... I, I, I like that he sounds sort of like a normal guy, which makes his sudden but inevitable betrayal sort of... Yeah. More uh, potent, I would say. So Hotshot actually utilizes Scavenger's, uh, you know, advice and, and, and kind of becomes more aware of his surroundings and, you know, less worrying about what Sideways is doing and more trying to predict, like, all right, got a turn coming. What can I do to knock Sideways off the road? And he does. He, like, swir- he basically does, like, a pit maneuver on Sideways and knocks him, uh, knocks him off the road. As it were, they're in a forest. And I should say, the scale thing... So when they're in robot mode, everyone is towering above the tree line. Um, when they're in car mode, they are they are normal-sized cars in a forest. Yeah. That doesn't... That doesn't make no sense. Sure it is. Like, we see Hotshot transforms from robot mode to car mode, and he shrinks, like, five times. It's they wild. Just hit, they just hit the sleigh button. And they... <laughs> They transform. Go ahead and hit the sleigh button, Turbo Nerd. Um, <laughs> so, meanwhile, Red Alert is just having the worst fucking time. <laughs> just terribly. He's getting fucking shelled by Cyclonus. Like, everyone's shooting at him. Uh, and he, they're shooting him so much that he actually drops the minicon, which is bad because it's one of the yellow panel minicons that we know goes to the shield. 
Scavenger picks it up and says, hey, I uh, got the Minicon, time to go. Um, and so the Decepticons all warp away, which, uh, you know, another, chalk up another loss for the Autobots, I guess. Yeah. So we're back in the moon base, um, and the, of course the, the, the Minicon that okay. they already have it starts reacting to the presence of the other one. Yeah. And there's a great, and as this happens, uh, Devastor looks at all of them and goes, my work here is done. And Megatron looks at him and goes, you didn't do anything. And Devastor is like, goodbye, and flings his cape around. Actually, he has a really good parting line where he he turns to Megatron and says, by the way, does your wound still pain you, Megatron? You made a remarkable recovery. Okay, it's similar but slightly different. It's it's I actually think it's a little more ominous in the sub, where he's like, "By the way, that looks like it still hurts. Good thing you at least have the star saber to defend yourself now, huh?" Uh huh. And just... you you managed to get the star saber to defend yourself now, huh? As he leaves. Yeah, he uh, either way, he's seeding distrust among his soldiers as he leaves. Um, and where does he go? Well, he drives right to Auto Base. And immediately everyone is like, oh, fuck, it's Scavenger, he's here for a fight, we better get ready. And then Optimus says, now let him in. Yeah, and they're like, that's fine. And they're like, can we trust him? And, <laughs> and Optimus is a great line here. He's like, if you're asking if he's a, a, a double agent spy, that's definitely not the case. Don't worry, he's only a single double agent, not a double double agent. Um, yeah, we're not doing double Mobius reach arounds here. I'm sorry for being a homestuck. <laughs> So they he enters the base, and I, what I love though is Optimus says, "Red Alert, let him in," and Red Alert just goes, uh, "Yes, sir," <laughs> really uncertainly, like, "Okay, I'll let him in because I trust you." But this seems like a bad idea. But it's okay because Scavenger and Optimus just do the Predator handshake. Yeah, Scavenger, you son of a bitch. Um, and, yeah. and so now, now the two new guys who were introduced in the last set of episodes have switched sides. <laughs> Everything is back in equilibrium. Yep. And that's where we end for this week. Yep. The, uh, the, the little blank spot on Scavenger's chest piece reveals he is an Autobot. He was been, he was an Autobot the whole time. He was working in deep cover for Optimus, gathering intelligence, which I gotta say, you could have at least tried to not hand them the second Skyboom Shield Minicon Scavenger. Nah. His work here is done. You could have tried a little bit harder to not give them that. You already gave them one. His work here is done. I guess, I guess it is. He was so helpful to the Autobots because he, um, he, uh, he didn't even tell them where the base was. He could have told Optimus, hey, their base is on the moon, by the way. LOL said the Scorpion. LMAO. Like... Did they just not have any lines of communication? Like, what, what use is double is a double agent who can't talk to you? That's not that's not how undercover work works. You gotta like have a dead drop somewhere. Uh so yeah, that's the end here. Yeah, lots of just heel face face heel turning 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 towards freedom. Big wheel keep on turning. Big wheel keep on turning. And that big wheel is sideways as a chest piece that can display either insignia. Uh, let's see. What about questions? We sent it out a little late this time, so we're a little bit light on them here. But we do have a few. Um, our first one is from Hornmeister Scream. 
there should be wizards in this. Are there any wizards in this? Now, now, I have a few answers to this. In Armada specifically, Sideways is basically a a warlock. Um, Like Like a D&D warlock. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. He increasingly he will increasingly like display more and more fucked up abilities that he has like because of his eldritch sugar daddy because he is a spawn of man we can't do that kind of spoilers right now he is a spawn of somebody um, yeah fine he is, he is, he is a mystery. <laughs> just beep that out. <laughs> yeah, he's a weird, he's a, he's just, listen, he's just a weird ninja guy who says things like Turbo Nerd, and there's nothing else with him you need to worry about. And he does, and he does have an Eldritch Sugar Daddy that we'll get to later. Yeah, like, he will, he will get more and more strange and, and scary abilities as the show goes on. Continuity wide. Um, I'm trying well, to Well, I also want to say, listen, if there's Atlantis, there can be wizards. That's true. But that's what I'm going to say for Armada. The Transformers have fought wizards before. That is true. That is right. I listen. My favorite G1 episode is always <laughs> a Decepticon and King Arthur's. Well, court. I wasn't even talking about that. I forgot about Decepticon. Yeah, Merlin is in that. There's all obviously Merlin is also in uh, the Last Knight. Um, but in the IDW, the what? sorry, I I blacked out yeah. for a second. What was that? Don't worry about it. That movie <laughs> the movie doesn't exist. It can't hurt you. <laughs> Sexy quintessons aren't real. <laughs> so there is one more thing. In IDW... Robot testicles aren't real. They cannot hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> so in IDW one, during the phase where they're trying to basically make the Hasbro extended comic universe, um, there is a there is a old Hasbro property called the Visionaries, which I guess were sort of their answer to He Man, kind of. Um, who are wizards and it turned out that they had been living underneath Cybertron this entire time. There was a secret wizard city underneath Iacon or something. Um, and they, uh, they kill, they kill cup with magic. Um, so the transformers have indeed fought wizards before. What's really, so what's really interesting about the comics, if anyone wants to get involved with that, is that, um, because, IDW has the rights to the comics for literally every Hasbro property. They get to do some pretty fun crossovers that create a universe that is not unsimilar to like the Marvel comics universe. That in terms of where, seriously though, in terms of where people are able to get their, their powers from or like their superhuman abilities, um, you could kind of have like the full range of like, technological-based abilities, magic-based abilities, alien-based abilities, etc., etc., because it is, it is like, a fully formed universe outside of just the Transformers in the IDW comics, which is, like, pretty interesting to me. And something that, like, really hadn't happened before IDW got, like, the rights to, to these properties. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the two most... So, Transformers has crossovers with two has frequent crossovers with two other very popular Hasbro properties. One is GI Joe, uh, which was, you know, airing at the same time and has had cross crossover in a lot of different arenas, including, uh, not just storylines, but like voice actors and writers, etc. <coughs> um, 
And that persists to today in the comics. And in fact, G.I. Joe and IDW1 played a pretty significant role uh, towards the end of it. Skywarp joined G.I. Joe. Yeah, Skywarp joined G.I. Joe. And like Thundercracker stuff with Maria is also like tangentially related. Uh, Marissa. Marissa. Sorry, Marissa. Marissa is also tangentially related to like. Because Marissa Fairborn is actually a Transformers character who was tangentially related to a G.I. Joe character. Because Marissa Fairborn (laughs) first appeared in season three of the G1 cartoon, where she mentioned that her dad was Flint from G.I. Joe and her mom was Scarlet. So, like, even all the way back in the original cartoon, they were crossing over. So, so there's, yeah, oh yeah, this goes back a long time. But the other, the other property that gets crossed over with Transformers constantly, in IDW at least, is uh, My Little Pony. Yeah. Uh, where magic is obviously explicitly uh, a canon thing. And, like, you have Transformers reacting to talking horses with magic. Uh, and, like, pr- as as serious as you can, like, get that kind of crossover <laughs> to be. Um, so, in, in any case, yeah, the IDW comics are, are, are pretty interesting because it is, like, a fully formed universe outside of just, like, a Transformers... Like, outside of the Transformers franchise, and there are definitely wizards within that universe. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's, like, specifically any Transformers wizards. I guess the closest, I would say, the most classic flavor of wizard is probably Alpha Trion. Yeah. He's not really magical most of the time, but he's like a weird old bearded hermit who lives in the center of the planet and is tied into Optimus's backstory. He's wizard. <laughs> he's wizard coded. The literally the only other thing I could think of, and this also goes more to like warlock than wizard. If we're talking like trend, um, traditional D and D classes, is uh, Sunstorm. Yeah, Sunstorm in. Uh, Sunstorm, who has the light of creation inside his body, and it gives off uh, toxic radiation waves that kill everyone around yeah. him. Just a short, because we got we have uh, 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 only a few questions. So I want to just talk about Sunstorm for a little bit because for a very long time, Sunstorm was just like uh, like an like a like a hobby site recolor of Starscream based on like a, a brief cameo. Yeah. By an unnamed seeker in an early episode, and then Dreamwave uh, in in the uh, the early two thousands, who who held the license at the time, decided, what if this guy had the light of creation and thought he was like the the conduit of Primus, and just laid waste to like a bunch of people. Well, even even back in like original G one, the Stormbringers had some personality, and there yeah. are there are moments where Sunstorm is like, "I love Primus so much that it radiates out of my body." It's more like a it's more like a paladin. If a paladin just wanted to kill everything, yeah. And I guess yeah, the the original thirteen primes are also a little bit. You know, there, there's magic esque things all over the damn place. Once you start getting the closer you get to Primus and Unicron, the more magical things get, uh, generally. Because, you know, they're gods. Um, There's also the cube from the movies. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, Alpha Trine's probably, like, the most... He, he, like, looks like a wizard. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, he's Uh, wizard-coded. But he's wizard-coded, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. In terms of actual, like, outlier abilities and personality and general derangement 
um, I feel like Sunstorm. <laughs> yeah. Might might fit, fit the bill. Sunstorm is like all those pictures of like the airbrushed wizards blasting like crazy lightning, and they're like huge and ripped and have orbs everywhere. That's Sunstorm. Except, what yeah. if there was also a bunch of like really buff Jesuses around him? That's Sunstorm. That's what he is. Yeah, they should bring him back. Put him back in the four for something. I want my. I, want I my... love Sunstorm. I- I'm obsessed with all the Seekers. I think there's so, such, like, interesting lore with all of them, and I wish they got more screen time outside of the Elite Shrine. Yeah. Um, from Cass Cass Arachnia, who has sent us many questions, what if we shared a Russian taunt and we were both fembots? Uh, that's uh, Arachnid RC. Yes. That's also uh, RC and Aileron from IDW1. Uh, yeah, I mean, they... They're, they're not as hostile. <laughs> That's true. They are not as hostile. They're not, like, they're not hostile towards each other. I feel like sharing a Russian taunt, you have Russian to have some taunt, hostility. Yeah. So I think it's, for me, it's RC Arachnid from Prime. Yep. Um, wait, how do you accidentally invade? Well, uh, you are you are the recipient of Double Face's trick, as we learn. Yeah, you hug on the Megatron's leg <laughs> while he's trying to warp away. On a scale from Bumblebee to Hot Rod, how red is your favorite friend to the children Autobot? Who is my favorite kid appeal Autobot? Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm thinking all of them. I think I'm a ratchet. So I don't think he... Blue. Ca- Does he count, though? I don't think he's ever, like, a an appeal yeah, to the... Yeah, he is! Ca- he's Alexa's! But, like, I think specifically what she's referring to here is, like, a a the Autobots who are most like positioned in the marketing as the like the the kid appeal ones like g1 bumblebee everyone listen everyone gets one and we know that like ratchet is alexa's that's true i'm gonna I'm, like i'm going to i'm going to s- stick with ratchet and i think i have i've provided enough uh reasoning for it honestly i think my favorite human uh human transformer partnership is either Miko and Bulkhead from Prime, or uh, Verity, Carlo, and Springer from IDW1. Oh, wait. Oh, are we talking about any continuity? I thought we could. Um, okay, well, that changes things. Because otherwise um, I don't really have an answer because I don't like any of the, the kids that much. Because uh, they don't have a, really a bond with anybody. Like all, yeah, all, um, every, all of the boys have like a six-way bond with Hotshot. I need to yeah. split that shit up. So, who did you say from IDW? Uh, Verity and Springer. Yeah, I was gonna also say Verity, but with Ratchet. Oh, man. Yeah, she, she, (laughs) she always ends up hanging out with fucked up old men. Ratchet, Magnus, Verity and Ratchet, or, (laughs) or Astoria and Power Glide. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't wait to get to that episode when we ever get to G1 Season 2. God, Astoria and Power Glide, what icons they are. They fucked! I'm gonna fuck this plane, and you can't stop this, me. This this rotary. Uh, oh no, he's a plane. He is a plane, he, but he, he's like a, a cargo plane. He's, he's a very <laughs> small cargo plane. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on before I talk about the story of yeah, Power Glide. Uh-huh. We got to save that uh, for Rab- the episode. Ravenholt. Yeah. Um. What do you think is important when making a mascot character for your series, Transformers or otherwise? Okay. So. I think there's, like, a very fine line to walk between, like, a 
visual appeal and like condescension yes because people know when you are like directly marketing to them and if you do it too strongly they are going to reject it wholeheartedly they're going to be like silence brand yeah what okay what if we take one of the most uh prevalent examples as of late in the franchise let's just say let's just take prime bumblebee as as our because he is like the super mascot character of that show clearly pulling from bumblebee being the mascot character of the movies um right now i'm not talking about red bumblebee i don't care about that man i don't know who that is um but all right so prime bumblebee he's got a cute design he has a bond with a, a cool human kid he cannot he he speaks in bleeps and bloops not in radio snippets like the the movie bumblebee but he has he's an r2d2 boy um is that a point in favor or against his mascot ability he doesn't talk i think it's like for me at least it's fairly neutral like the rest of it is about his design and his actual like personality yeah because yeah, i think con- contrasting him with say a hot shot here who's definitely you know he's he's your classic hothead uh baby boy who just yeah, wants and to definitely fight. pulls from Bumblebee's G1 design. Yeah. Yes, and as well as animated Bumblebee, who who was even a, an even more brash version of that. Like I think animated Bumblebee could be quite annoying at times. I think he was kind of supposed to be though. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's like you gotta you gotta find that good balance of not being just like an obvious cynical like mascot character placement, like uh, that fucking thing from the f- four no the fifth movie. That awful little bastard that hung out with the the little kid. What's his fucking name? Squeaks? I hate Squeaks. I literally, I've watched all of these movies and immediately purged them from my memory. Thank God. So, I, I've never even seen The Last Night. I just know I hate that little bastard. That little trash well, we can get, piece of shit. Folks, fund our Patreon so we force us Patreon. Our, our non-existent Patreon to force us to watch the Bayverse movies. Boy, howdy. It, it will happen eventually. I'm sure. At some point, yeah. Um, grim inevitability. But yeah, no, I mean, people know if you're, like, directly marketing towards them. It's why so many brand Twitters fail so hard. The only successful brand Twitter I've ever seen is the actual Saw official uh, Twitter, which is very funny because I like Saw so much. Because they just but, hired, like, a pre-existing Twitter account who was actually funny. Like, they just got Jigsaw quotes to do stuff for them. I mean, there was that, but, like, they continue to be... <laughs> I-, I don't know if you saw this, but there was, like, another tweet that was, like, gay people will literally latch onto anything. Why is there a Saw 2004 fandom? Yep. And they retweeted it with a picture um, of from uh, a screenshot from the first movie of the two, like, main characters in the bathroom looking at each other very seriously. And it's <laughs> it was just, like, gay people. <laughs> Like, they're, it's a genuinely funny Twitter account. Not just for their... I mean, obviously, their collaboration before Spiral came out with actual Jigsaw quotes was um, enlightened, I would say. Yeah. That, uh, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But, like, they are, in general, like, the only successfully funny, <laughs> like, genuinely funny brand Twitter account. Everyone else fails at it because people know when they're being marketed to. Yeah, exactly. Like the 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 stink of of market research can just come off of certain yeah. characters. Uh, okay. Next from Cass is in the cast of Armada. If the cast of Armada 
ended up in the world of Pokemon, which alt modes would they adopt? So are we assuming them that they're adopting Pokemon alt modes? I mean, there aren't that many vehicles in Pokemon. Like, there's not cars, really. Um, because it's a, perfe- mean, it's a perfect utopia where healthcare is free and, uh, you know, the, the officer- infrastructure of the world <laughs> is not based on cars. Officer Jenny has a police car, I think. That's true. I guess I'm thinking of the games. Um, I mean, let's see. Because, like, yeah, I'm trying... <laughs> Sideways would just be a, a okay. normal bike. Starscream would be Ho-Oh. Oh, my God. Starscream would be Ho-Oh. Megatron would be... Um... Megatron is Genesect. If we're talking Armada Megatron in particular, I think it's Genesect. Oh, that's pretty good, yeah. I- I'll, I'll, I'll go for that. Um... It's like a heroic... Optimus? Optimus is Nidoking. Yeah, that makes sense. Like a bright red Nidoking. Yeah. It's basically Beast Wars Pokemon, but with the Armada characters. I love that. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, Bumblebee's Vespa Queen. Oh my god. Hotshot... Hot Rod's v- uh, Vespa Queen. I think, actually, I think he should, he should be a fire type. He should be, um... Mm. should be like a Rapidash. Or a Ponyta. He's not that old yet. Um, or what about like an Electabuzz? Yeah, something like that. What's like a? Uh, what's the the fucking Electrike? That one? Yeah. Um. Uh. Ratchet is um. Chancy. Uh, Chancy. Yeah. Round Ratchet. Computer generate me a round Ratchet. Uh, yeah, Cyclonus is Aerodactyl. Okay. Yeah. Or or Skarmory. Yeah. Something like that. Iron uh, um, Ironhide slash Demolisher. Obviously, he's got to be a rock type. It, I was gonna say Blastoise. Nah, he's not. He, he's not amphibious at all. I was thinking, um, what's the last? Maybe line? Rhydon. Yeah, it's only Rhydon. Or what's the last line of the uh, the Aaron line called? Fucking Agron. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Something yeah. that looks big and intimidating, but actually uh, is very weak to certain things. That's that's Demolisher to me. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, what was... Smokescreen is the only one left, I think. Yeah, Grap. Grap. Okay. Uh, grap is coughing. <laughs> Wheezing. Wheezing. Rude. He He's called Smokescreen. What do you that's want true. me to say? Um, um did we, yeah, I think we had everyone. I think and I said, I thought, oh, I said except no no no, we did not get Devastor yeah. or uh Double Face. Our, our favorite boys. Uh Scavenger is obviously a fighting type, I think. I think he's a thrall. Big burly motherfucker. Okay. Oh yeah, I'll give that to you. Um and then uh Double Face hmm, is like Zoroark. Okay, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Or um, the other one I was th- thinking of, though he's not a flying type, was is the um, the Raven line. Oh yeah, Murkrow. Yeah, Murkrow. <laughs> Honchkrow. Oh, fucking excellent. Yeah, no. Si- yeah. Sideways has got to has got to be up to some shady shenanigans. Um, last one here from. Uh, cast is which villainous org do the decepticons align with a la cobra in g1 like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say something and you can decide whether or not this stays in or not near oh boy I, I love it when you say this all right yeah. go ahead uh and sticking with my previous theme of it al-qaeda the decepticons that 9-11 <laughs> <laughs> 
Megatron, it was an inside job. <laughs> jet fuel can't melt. Starscream's jet fuel can't melt st- steel beams. I'm leaving that in. I'm not editing it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I got, I got, I'm trying to think of like a non-real villainous organization. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that 9-11 jokes are so funny to me, They're everyone. They're very funny is the thing. Um, can, <laughs> like, it's hard to come up with a, like, a, like, all right, so it's 2002. What's like a hot show with a villainous organization in it current, going currently? There's nothing going on. In 2002. It was a fucking wasteland. Yeah. Well, let, let me see. what I'm, I'm go- literally Googling 2002 cartoons right now. So animated television says it. Sideways <laughs> would definitely join Spectre, though, from James Bond. Oh, you know what? They would They would align themselves with the adults from Kids Next Door. Uh, yes, obviously. Oh, man. Kids Next Door. There's a show. Um, yeah, like... Cobra really is the most fitting one because they're like the, the shared Hasbro they, universe. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Um, also, uh, let's see. Um, Shigo, what was the guy's name in Kim Possible? Because no that cares. was in 2002. Listen, no one cares about that guy. Everyone just cares about Shigo. Uh, I know, but. <laughs> Shigo uh, and some ugly ass dude. What was his uh, name? Though? It was like. Dr. Draken. Draken, that's what it was. Doctor Draken and Shigo. There you go. Fucking Tekken character sounded ass. Doctor Draken. I mean, did Mucha Lucha have like <laughs> a defined? Don't villain? ask me because about Mucha Lucha. Because I, it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it did not have an evil organization. Like, I think okay. they were just heel wrestlers, but there wasn't like an evil organization. Because we know, we do know. That they were, <laughs> that they share voice actors. Yep, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I still say sideways would join Spectre uh, for a, for a laugh for a lark. Uh, well, this has been Prime Cuts. <laughs> what a, what a note for us all to go out on. Sideways did nine eleven. You're listening to Prime Cuts. Well, we're on Twitter. I can't wait to see what the title for this episode is. I have so many options. We're on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod, where you can find our Twitter, our, our question posts. I will certainly be taking screen grabs of all of the compromising positions stars uh, Sideways and Megatron are in in this episode, posting them there. You listen. You, you none of you are listening. Believe me. Trust me when I say it's wild. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. So we're in any speaking of which, join our Discord. Uh, fill it up. Uh, we're also we're, we always got room for more. Uh, we're on the Noise Space Network. XYZ because of the the, uh, the the Canadian overlords who run it. Um, great shows on there. We got Zero to Zero. All currently all about the DC EU. They're watching Aquaman right now. Um. I'm learning. All, I'm, They're I'm so brave and so fucking orange. So fucking orange. Uh, Kyle X Y. Uh, great show as well. Just finished the proper show of it. And now they're doing fan fiction, which is already a hoot. Already getting wet and wild up in there. Uh, what else we got? There we got. Yeah, we got Elemental. Nona Royce. Uh, yeah, Nona Royce. 
Nunaroy's uh, Nightmare and Era. We got Slappers Only, uh, which is about video game music. Nightmare and Era is about creepypasta. We got uh, Kamarocha Radio, which is about Yakuza. All sorts of shit. All sorts of shit. There's a there's a podcast for everybody out there. Wow, cool robot. That's about Gundam. Different yeah, you robots. might be interested in that. Not all of them transform though. I think a bunch of them transform in Wing though, right? So hey, they're talking about Wing. Some of them transform. I bet it's called Gundam Wing. They got to turn into planes, right? That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. I'm Nero. You can find me on Twitter at Dragonsmoocher, um, where I have fallen terribly behind on november perhaps i will spend thanksgiving furiously g posing trying to catch up uh but you can also find other projects i'm doing uh i'm on a podcast called disney minus crawling our way through the blasted wasteland of the house of mouse just recorded an episode on oliver and company that's an all right uh an all right 80 late 80s soundtrack with a movie around it um it's over at Disney Minus Pod. You can also find my upcoming project with uh, my friend Jane at uh, Heidelin Radio, a comprehensive companion podcast to Final Fantasy XIV Online, free trial up to the critically acclaimed expansion Heavensward. Um, and my past project with her is over at Podcast of Power, all about the Netflix Shira show. Good show. Everyone should watch it. And I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime. And I also suggest that you listen to the other podcasts I do at Pot of Greed, which you can find Pot of Greed, which you can find at Pot of Greedcast on Twitter. Uh, you can also find it on the Noise Space Network. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. We've just started season three of GX, and I'm so excited to see where we go in this season uh, and continue continue our our journey together as a family. <laughs> through this magical show uh yeah that's uh that's basically us again i'll again just say another plug for joining our discord i know nero already did it but we really would love more people uh in our discord which again you can find the link in the permanent the permanent link in the description of this episode or in the url of our uh twitter bio and uh until next time i guess i am going to wish everyone a very happy thanksgiving even though this will be coming out afterwards uh transform and roll out i shed a single tear at the sheer beauty of the forbidden love between a tank and a motorcycle and i roll out into the sunset until next time folks peach peach peach